Welcome to the Injury Report. I am Joe Brenner, a medical student at the University of Toledo, and this podcast is going to be a breakdown of the current happenings of sports injuries. As I record this, it is April 15th of 2022, and the Cavs and Hawks are playing for the last spot in the East. It just so happens that Clint Capella just went down for the Hawks after he just pulled Evan Mobley down back onto his knee. Now, watching that go down, I don't think that that's going to be some any serious structural damage. It looked more like a hyperextension, so there's going to be some swelling. Pretty painful, but I doubt that there's going to be any big ligament, ACL, PCL, LCL, MCL damage there. He probably won't be able to play the rest of this game. But depending on that, he could be back too, and I could be eating my words. So going off of to go through this matchup right now, the Cavs are up eight, but we're going to go through all the team, both teams anyway, just getting ready for this weekend, kicking off the NBA playoffs. But before we do that, let's go back to an injury that happened a couple weeks ago in the national championship game that many say changed everything. Late in the second half, Armando Bacot was driving down the lane and seemingly out of control, planted on his right foot and his ankle sprained inwards. Now, the most common ankle ligament to be sprained is the anterior talofibular. So that goes from the fibula, which is the outside of your ankle bone, and then to the talus, which holds up the ankle. That's the most commonly sprained ankle ligament, and he had had problems with that earlier. Now, a lot of people are saying that the court had a lot to do with it, the fact that it has some give to it. Now, it's meant to decrease injury, and I don't think it played a major role here. Uh, he, he went in out of control on a weak leg, and you could see when he planted that his leg, he put a lot of force onto that joint. When he tried to push off of it, it just couldn't hold. And you got to think he's a big guy. He's got his calf and quad muscles trying to straighten that foot and leg at the same time push off at a weird angle and he's only got his peroneal or fibularis muscles longus brevis there trying to kind of right that ankle that's going to be a short not a lot of power versus a lot of power from those bigger muscles and this is going to not going to be a lot of structural support now moving on to the nba here so playing for the chance to take on my Miami Heat are the Hawks and Cavs right now. Lou Williams is not playing from back discomfort, which he is always a great addition to any team. He's a walking bucket, and he loves his wings in Atlanta, but he's not there right now. I'm sure he would be there if he could, so it must be pretty severe because it is a playing game. John Collins has been out for a while. Jammed a finger, which is going to be a big deal. And he strained. He had a foot strain, which is interesting. That's probably back to those peroneus muscles or the muscles that run from the outside of your leg to kind of uh, evert your foot or turn your sole to the outside. The peroneus longus runs from your knee, then wraps under your foot on the outside and goes to that first metatarsal. So... That's a big spot, and it, it contributes a lot to that uh, arch of the foot. So 
a strain there could be pretty uncomfortable. It holds a lot of the foot together and playing basketball, you're on your foot the whole time. So that could be pretty uncomfortable there. Going to the Cavs, Colin Sexton's been out for a while, and that's a big loss for them. But Darius Garland's been playing outstanding tonight. Laurie Markkinen's been leading the way so far. And their young rookie, Evan Mobley, has been chipping away too. Jarrett Allen, who did not play the previous game against the Nets, uh, was out for five weeks with a broken offhand finger. Five weeks is pretty reasonable for that. Um, you got to wonder if they thought they had a decent shot against the Hawks and thus held Allen out against the Nets to avoid playing the probably hottest team in the league, the Boston Celtics, in the first round and uh, maybe go all or nothing to try and get that last spot against the Heat. Moving on to the Heat, uh, P.J. Tucker has been taking the last couple games off with a calf injury, and that's probably a calf strain. Uh, He says he'll be back, and he's a tough son of a gun. So that's just going to be one of those nagging injuries. Strains can't do a whole lot without him other than rest, and this is not the time for rest. Not uh, very many guys I'd rather have with that injury because he's going to leave it all out there. We have Bam Adebayo that just sat out from COVID protocols, but he'll be back. It doesn't appear to to be that he is in any real illness. Um, Seems pretty mild, to say the least. And he's already back in NBA protocols in the recovery process. So he should be good to go. Tyler Hero's been dealing with some left knee soreness. He's just a pretty thin guy, but uh, I think that Spolstra will be doing a good job kind of monitoring that. And then Jimmy Butler, kind of the same thing. He's been, he's had toe injuries, ankle injuries, tailbone. He just, he plays hard. So Spolstra's pretty good at watching those guys, gets the most out of them. But at the same time, they have been going hard. So effort leads to injury, unfortunately, and they do play most of their games. And then uh, after a huge loss of Goran Dragic, who's now on the Nets, we have Victor Oladipo coming back, who was supposed to be a big-time helper the last couple years, has been injured, and he seems to have not missed a beat. His athleticism is still there, and that's a huge thing for him. And uh, he's a really good leader, too, as we've seen from his time in Indianapolis when he really found himself. So it's nice to see him back out there, and I'm thinking that he might be a missing piece for the Heat to make a deep run. Moving on to the West, uh, we have later tonight the New Orleans Pelicans playing against the Los Angeles Clippers for a chance to get swept by the Phoenix Suns because that's what's going to happen. Zion's been out for who knows how long for the, well, not who knows how long, but a reasonably long time for the Pelicans. He's cleared for one-on-one activity, but not cleared for five-on-five. I don't know if he's just saying the season's lost and doesn't want to play anymore for the Pelicans, but I know that's been hotly debated. Uh, his injury, is all I'm saying, is up for debate, and I think it's more that he doesn't want to play than uh, anything physical. And then going to the Clippers, they're a hot mess. PG is out with COVID, so that's their they're one of their two horses there because Kawhi, as we know, has been out with his right ACL. He seems like he's getting close to that point where he could probably come back if they needed him for a deep playoff run. But with the 
what they're looking at for the rest of the year. It doesn't look like it's something that he'll be interested in. He's only played the last you know few seasons he's actually played. He's waited to win championships, and his MO is the whole uh, taking games off anyway. So I doubt we'll see him the rest of the year, and hopefully he'll be back next year. It's more fun when he's in the league, but he is not and won't be for a while. Moving on to Phoenix, they are pretty healthy. They'll have CP3 after he's he was out for about six weeks with a right thumb avulsion fracture, which is a tendon that pulls away a little bit of the bone, and that can be pretty devastating. But it is his and it's his shooting hand, so we will see about that too. Uh, but it's it's been a while. He's been playing the last few games, and I expect him to be okay in that regard. That is something that could bother him, especially shooting. If we see him with a poor shooting night, he could attribute it to that. But he's been injury-plagued in the past, especially that hamstring. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, too. That's that's one of the ones I'll be looking out for is Paul George or uh, Chris Paul's hamstring. And going up with that, Devin Booker also had a hamstring injury. So we'll see if he can stick through there. He's also one of those rather uh, skinny guys that uh, plays hard. He, he was a warrior last year in the finals, but and they're the favorites this year to get back there. I'm just not sure. He's got the hammy and back injuries, and those are just always lingering. But with that being said, we've got after the first round matchups, I still take the Phoenix Suns to sweep whoever they play against, and I'm not sure the Heat will get a sweep out of whoever they get, but I will take them to take handle business. So I don't see... If, any injuries or anybody coming back from anything changing that Jared Allen being back is huge for the Cavs and they could give the heat some matchup problems with height, but I like the heat team basketball and we're moving on, moving on to the two seven matchup in the East Brooklyn sealed that a few days ago against Cleveland. They're reporting that Ben Simmons might come back for this round. Uh, His injury has been attributed to his foot thus far, but it's also been widely accepted that it is a mental break that he is taking, and I hope it works because he's a basketball player that can do everything but put the ball in the basket, and if we can see any improvement there just for his confidence sake, it would be fun to have him out there. He's got a great skill set, but it's also fun to have someone out there to kind of point that out too, so... We'll see if he can get back on the horse. Joe Harris has been out for a while with his ankle. He had an arthroscopic surgery to most likely repair that same ligament we were talking about earlier, that anterior talofibular through an arthroscopic surgery. So he is out and will not be playing. But even with that, they have their two big dogs, Kyrie Irving, who should be well-rested after playing half the season. Kevin Durant, who had a little bit of a shoulder injury earlier in the year, but he's been healthy as well. These two guys do have some injury history in the past, but if they can string it together, they should be a scary team. And we'll see what Simmons adds to the table. Boston lost Robert Williams with a meniscus tear. That's going to be more swelling. I don't think he had surgery, so he's out for the first round, and we'll see about that. That's that's more usually a pain than a structural damage, especially since he 
will probably be able to play without surgery. That might be a surgery that he has in the offseason. But basketball is just so dependent on that meniscus because it is the only thing that separates your femur from rubbing on your tibia down there. So that is important for his future. But as for this series or next series, if they make it, I'm going to say that it's just going to come down to pain and grit for him. Uh, It will be painful. But with that, I think I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets to advance. I think that Kyrie hasn't played this. He hasn't been this well rested for a long time. And Kevin Durant is looking like he's excited after taking some time off. So after getting rid of Harden, I think they're both rejuvenated. Obviously, they have a lot to prove. And Kyrie Irving looks like he's having fun playing basketball, and that's a dangerous Kyrie Irving. So if the Nets can keep his attention on basketball, I think that they'll make it out of the first round and upset of the Celtics. The 2-7 mashup in the West is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Memphis, Ja has been out for a little while. He had a left knee sprain. Who knows, maybe this is his Derrick Rose break where Derrick Rose did not get so lucky and tore his ACL on his big explosive knee injury early in his career. Ja maybe lucked out. Maybe this knee sprain is instead of that, but he is that same type of player that you just worry about putting all that pressure on his knees like that. You know, your human body is only supposed to be able to take so much explosion so many times, and he's full of it. So hopefully he'll stay healthy, but that's another guy I'm going to watch out for. Now the Grizzlies have a crazy good record when he's not on the court. So I think even if he does for some reason get injured, I don't think I'd rule them out against the Timberwolves, but that'll make things tough. And then for the Tims, we have Tyrion Prince. He tweaked his knee, and he'll be out for game one, but I think that he'll be back. Now, if Memphis can stay, if Ja can stay healthy, I like them really early in this series, not to go too long. Timberwolves are pretty feisty, but I think it'll go back to Memphis for the second round. Moving on to the 3-6 matchup in what might be considered the one seed for the East is Milwaukee. I don't know if they ducked the Nets or if they just wanted to play Chicago or if that's just how things shook out, but I think this is the easiest matchup to call. I think Milwaukee steamrolls Chicago. It's a popular opinion across the board. Rook Lopez has been out. He missed most of the season with some back pain. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. He's pretty important for them. I think last year in the playoffs, watching that with my dad, who's a Bucks fan, I was thinking that they may have been better when he wasn't on the court just because his offensive game is very one-dimensional. And while his size plays a factor on defense, I think Bobby Portis was really stepping up for them. George Hill had some ab pain earlier in the season, and he's day-to-day. Giannis goes hard. He's always out there giving his best, so hopefully that wear and tear of the season for him is not a huge concern. Going back to George Hill, I think that was more of a, we already have this. We're going to keep him out, just let him rest. So we'll see if any of these injuries are nagging. If Giannis can stay healthy, he's a force. Watch out for Brooke Lopez, but like I said, Bobby Portis really filled in for him nicely last year, and I don't think the George Hill is anything to worry about. I think that was more a let's let's play 
Chicago instead of Brooklyn in the first round. Moving on to their foe, Chicago. They took out Caruso, which he fractured his wrist. The most common wrist fracture is actually actually your distal radius, which is your thumb side forearm bone. So it's not actually, it's where the wrist conjoins, but it has a little point, comes to a styloid process right there, a stylus. And uh, that's probably going to be the most common site where he most likely broke his wrist. And I believe it was his shooting hand too. So we'll see if that has any repercussions next year. But for this year, obviously he's going to be out. LaMelo Ball is going to be out right now with his meniscus. So they're they're running on fumes in Chicago, and they are probably the worst team in the East right now. And then Kobe White is day-to-day with a toe injury. I think he'll probably play, but I don't think it'll make much of a difference. We're going to take the Bucks pretty early on, probably a sweep in that series, if not five. In the West, our 3-6 matchup is going to be Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. The Golden State Warriors have only one notable season-ending injury is their promising young center, James Wiseman, but he's been out for a long time. He hasn't been playing for a while. He tore his meniscus and had some surgery done, and that's going to be a bigger deal, like I said, for basketball players than it would be for you or I. Most of us, after a while, just get some clicking, but if they didn't already have that, this degree, we're trying to not only avoid the pain, but also keep that meniscus as intact as possible because they have to play so many years on it to keep them healthy. Curry, he's not, he's uh, probable right now for game one. He has sprained left ankle. And again, we're going to go back to that interior talofibular ligament. It's probably the most likely culprit. He's been having injuries forever with his left ankle. And if we look, just something to be aware of, he is shooting now. He has a great three-point percentage across the board, but he shoots slightly better on the left side of the court than the right side of the court. That could be due to rolling, plant, you know, coming from the top of the key, planting on that right foot to pivot in and square up to shoot. Maybe he's favoring that left ankle a little bit and preferring to shoot off that right side, and it is more efficient over there. So that's just something to be aware of that, Maybe trying to force Curry to plant off that left ankle would be something to try if you are Denver. Wiggins has been a tight back, had a tight back, but he should be good to go, and he's been a great option for them as well. They're a pretty solid team, and I think they'll take care of Denver, especially because Jokic is the only thing holding them up right now. Murray's still out from his devastating knee injury last year of his ACL, and that is a bummer because he was playing the best ball of his career at the time. Then Michael Porter Jr.'s spine is just happens to be made of Play-Doh, so that's unfortunate, but that's how it is right now. Golden State should roll whether or not Curry plays that first day. First game. We'll see if Clay can stay up to date. He's been out for a while, you know, dealing with his own knee injuries. So I hope that he can stay on the court, but that's another thing to watch as things go on. We'll keep up with this in the second round and see if any of these are starting to poke their heads out. But Curry's left ankle and Clay's knee. They're a good team without Clay. Without Curry, though, I'm not sure how far they make it outside of the first round. And we're finally down to the four or five matchups for. The East, we have Philadelphia, who's relatively healthy. They have Harden, who's slow, and Embiid, who's huge. 
and both of those guys are injury-ridden in the past. Harden, again, he was kind of in that Ben Simmons camp earlier this year. He had some hamstring injuries and some it attributed to other things when he was still with Brooklyn. Uh, since then, he's been playing not particularly well for his level, but it is the playoffs, and we'll see because this is just a team that I'm scared of at any moment. They could pop off and score. You know, both those guys are capable of scoring 50 on any given night, and I don't know if they could share the ball well enough to both do it at the same time, but they're going to be tough to handle together. If any of them, if either one of them goes down, I'm not as scared because I don't know if either one has the capacity to play hero ball well enough. I know Embiid showed a lot of that last year in the playoffs against... Was it Atlanta before they knocked? Yeah, it was Atlanta before they knocked them out to go on to play the Bucks. So if he can stay healthy, they'll have a shot. If he goes down, we'll see. And again, this is he hasn't had any huge injuries this year just because it is the playoffs and it just the he has a history of foot injuries. It sounds like he's starting to take better care of his body in the offseason and stuff, and it's contributed to an MVP level performance season. But I'm just skeptical because of his injury in the past. And then Toronto, they have a clean bill of health. They are a scrappy team coached by a great coach in Nick Nurse. They have Siakam leading the way with scrappy Van Vliet right behind. So I don't know what else to say for them other than this is going to be a challenging series for the Sixers. I expect the Sixers to make it out, and I'd kind of like to see the Sixers play against the Heat in that second round. It'll be a fun matchup. I hope all four top seeds from the East make it just because, well, we'll see about actually pull that back with Boston and Brooklyn, but because I'd love to see Katie Giannis go back at it in the second round again, but there's, there's the East is, has a lot of good teams. If either one of these teams wins, I think they could give the heat a run for their money, unfortunately, but I'm rolling with the six years is my pick for the first round. Again, we're looking out for, Harden, he just might get injured from being out of shape, and then Embiid is just huge, and they both have a history of it. Other than that, both these teams are relatively healthy. And then lastly, probably the most boring series to end with is going to be Dallas with Luka, who is out right now with a calf strain. We'll see. That's going to be another one of those injuries, like I said. It's just going to be pain. There's not really a whole lot you can do with it. One of those things that big-time NBA health centers are probably going to do is the training staffs will do some ultrasound just to get some stimulate some blood flow, give them some muscle relaxants, and then the best thing for it, maybe a little bit of massage. There's uh, controversy on whether that's helpful or not, depending on the level of the strain. And then other than that, we're going to have just the, the rice. Rest, ice, compression, and elevation. So we'll see if Luca holds out and if he can get back out there. He's another big guy. He he seemed to have lost some weight and he really was holding that whole team together. Tim Hardaway's still out with a fracture of the fifth metatarsal, which holds that other, that Peroneus brevis. That fifth metatarsal and first metatarsal have a lot uh, to do with foot movement and structure. So we will see about those two and as for their opponent i think utah is ready to make a run this is a four or five seed matchup for a reason they're not distantly separated by record donovan mitchell's been day to day but he was just suffering from some illness and rudy gobert struggled earlier this season but he's back and those you know this is a 
group of two young teams that are going to try to prove themselves. And if Luca's already starting with calf strain and not much help, I think that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert can get it done. So that is what to look out for for the first round of the NBA playoffs. And just to let you know, the Hawks are up two at this moment, but I'm going with the Cavs. Hometown team, hoping they can get off against the Heat in the second round.